Today's not an ordinary day, bro. Today's not an ordinary day. And I think uh, I think it's important to be able to to point out when when days aren't ordinary, when the feeling of the week is not ordinary, when the feeling of 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 the month and the rest of the year is not ordinary. Because I really do think we're tapped into some serious, serious, powerful energy, some serious, powerful uh, vibes and direction, and a lot of it, you know, this is this is our space to be able to share it with each other. This is our space to. Uh, you know, I've heard a lot of people compare podcasting to therapy and I'm coming to the therapy. I'm on, I'm on my therapy chair today, but before we even get into all of that, um, we would be remiss if we did not, did not welcome, welcome everybody to the all the way live podcast. This is nothing more than a conversation between two best friends, between two brothers. I go by the name of Zwe Gila. Hey, Wagwan Dan, Wagwan Dan. Smiles Xavier. Smiles Say Xavier, ocean. baby. There's no A mic Light here. Work. There's no B mic over here. It's none but just two brothers talking, whether it's one person or 20, whether it's one view, 20 view, like we're at 20 views now, you know, and I'm proud of that. I didn't think we'd get to 20 views. I thought 20 views. I'll keep, I'll keep this introduction going. That's 20 people for sure. Um, we're happy with that. So whether it's one person, 10 people, 100 people, 1,000 people, one view, 20 viewers, 30 viewers, 50 viewers, it don't matter to us. Every person is equally as appreciated, equally as welcomed. Welcome, have a seat, get a drink, and welcome to the All The Way Live podcast, baby. Let's get to it. Man, slapping like this couldn't be nothing else. You Certainly couldn't be nothing else. Wagwan All The Way Live, Wagwan community, Wagwan people. I hope this podcast finds you well. Indeed, man. So before we get into anything else, checking in, you let us know and don't feel normal. Something different. Dap different, in with bro. us. Dap in with us. Well, why with you, bro? So, so if I'm dapping in, I'll dap in with the energy of somebody that is excited. Um, you know, Sundays are always family days. So I'm a man that is always eternally grateful. Uh, to be able to end this week with my brother. This has been our first week of releasing a podcast. So now we're technically official podcasters equipped with the accoutrements and equipment for it. Uh, and, and, really, <laughs> and really, bro, I'm just excited to be able to talk to you, talk to the people and uh, get some, get some things off my chest. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. Thank you. Thank you for checking in with us, man. I bring the same thing, man. A wise man once told me, I am grateful before I am conscious. Mm-hmm. I am grateful before I am conscious. And uh, man, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to embody that sentiment today, man. I have an amazing, amazing uh, position in, in terms of my job that allows me to be helpful to my community. I had an amazing uh, opportunity to do that yesterday. So that was, that was love. And then to be able to end off yesterday, chilling with y'all, watching UFC, watch Adesanya, yes. whoop that ass. Yes. That's what yes. I wanted Let's... to see. That's what I got. <laughs> so, everything, everything is everything, man. Everything is everything, as they say, man. I'm coming to this with just nothing but positivity. Grateful for all the opportunities I have. Grateful to be talking to you. Mm-hmm. Grateful for the health and safety of my loved ones at this time and all this craziness. Um, and trying to just push forward with optimism, man, as we move into the end of this year 
and uh that's that's it that's my dap in it does it does definitely sound like we're we're circling around the uh a, a, a theme of of optimism positivity and things of that nature and i definitely do want to get into that and in order for us to be able to usher ourselves into the good stuff i think it's best that we talk about the ugly things and if we're going to talk about ugly things nothing nothing is uglier than that ass whooping that Adesanya put <laughs> on Paulo Costa recently. Listen, yeah. we're avid, we're avid UFC fans. I think that's important to be able to note out basketball fans too. Um Make Adesanya put in that work, bro. Adesanya put in that bro. work. I was so glad to see that man. To be to be honest, like I think all of us as we was chilling watching it acknowledged that Paulo Acosta is a scary man, especially in that weight class. Like I didn't agree with is it. A I thick didn't see the fear, brother, bro. I didn't. I didn't. And I think it's important because from the jump, based I on said the weigh-ins, you said that having seen the weigh-ins, you looked at him and you were like, "Nah, he didn't look. He didn't look strong from the weigh-ins." That is the opinion of somebody that works out all the time. <laughs> as somebody who does not work out all the time, that nigga looks strong as hell. <laughs> so I looked at that nigga. I was like, that nigga looks strong as shit. Izzy is Izzy is tall. Izzy is built. Izzy built like Groot, low key. Izzy is built like Izzy's Groot. Izzy's built like Groot, bro. That's a, that's that's real. That's real. So what I saw before the fight going in is I do know Izzy's very technical. And I heard somebody, I think it was Brendan Sharp say this, and I thought it was the best, the best way to be able to break um the best way to be able to explain how fighters prepare for something. They said that you can find Many boxers that can replicate, many MMA artists that can replicate Acosta style, you cannot find very many people that can replicate Izzy style. And I think, I think, dude, I think things become different when the lights are on you and the cameras are shining and you're getting your knees chopped to bits. <laughs> you're getting your knees just absolutely demolished yeah. and chopped. Well, you also bring up an interesting point with that, that, the way he chopped down that leg, right? Um, in the Romero fight, which a lot of people argued was boring, uh, they he chopped at Romero's leg too. And th in the end of the fight, when they gave him the decision, that's what he pointed to as, you know, that was the game plan. I think yeah. we saw him do that in an even more effective way against, a, like, against Costa and where it was clear to everybody that this was having an effect on him. It might also help. The lighter little Brazilian skin might show a little bit more than For sure. you know what Romero was working with, bro. But um, but like yeah, real man, was, real stuff. I think like Izzy is the first. Izzy's like one of those. He's one of those people that fight like a video game character. You know, like when you watch video game characters fight and they're doing all this like cool stuff and whatnot. Like I definitely think Izzy is one of those type of fighters. And for me, watching that, it's. You know, we had the conversation. I woke up 4 a.m. South Africa time to watch this fight with my boys, as we do for every UFC fight, get together with our vices, <laughs> naturally, and watch stuff. Um, absolutely fascinating, absolutely brilliant performance, a masterclass. I think pound for pound, Izzy might be up there as the greatest fighter, I think, as the greatest fighter right now for pound for pound. But then you start talking about boxing, and you include boxing, and then John Jones, and then it yeah. gets complicated. But top top fighters in the world, you have to include the man. I'm I'm more than happy to put him in that class as like a fan of him, bro. Like, yeah, he's a beast. Uh, I love the way um, I love his energy that he portrays, like to the fans. Like, it's beautiful, man. The way he handles social media, um, 
even like style bender all the way down to the name and like the branding it's all it's all fire I, I messed with it which is why i was like nervous you know what i mean like going into the fight bro you know but glad to see him prevail bro nigerian right yeah he's he's nigerian my when we were watching the fight uh my sister was watching along with and she was saying that he's too cocky he's too egoist egotistical i'm like yo this is this is a champion who beats people with their with this i'm on fist. it friend of, the show. friend of the show <laughs> friend of the series of friend of the show series of friend of the show but um yeah so we're busy talking about the character of champions right and so it brings up a very interesting conversation and point about is there an ideal champion and like characteristic of a champion if it's possible to even have that conversation outside of like ufc and like fighting you know because the, like i feel like if you are fighting. if you're a fight, <laughs> if you're a fighting champion bro you need to exude fighting champion energy you gotta be a bad mother shut your mouth you feel me so that's that's what i see fighting champions as but like outside of that i'm not sure if it still applies i don't think there's i think i think the beautiful thing especially about fighting is that it gets decided in the ring right so if you are the best fighter then i think and if you feel that way about yourself, then I think the confidence that you exude can take many forms and still translate into champion mentality, material, um, enjoyable to watch, right? So you have somebody like Conor McGregor, who everybody, I think, especially the UFC, appreciated as their entertainment value as the face of the UFC, you know, when he was the champion. And then to see him get beat by Khabib, someone who doesn't, I mean for what it's worth, speak English as much as well in terms of being able to interact with the media, but still be able to take on, you know, this Russian champion with the Afro thing. People, people fell in love with that, I think, just as, you know, readily, right? Um, so I think that goes to show that you don't necessarily have to be the, the bravado. Exactly. You don't necessarily have to be that. If you're a stone cold killer and you have the confidence of a stone cold killer, then I think however that translates, I think people will gravitate towards that if it's the truth. You know what I mean? If you really you gotta got be, that. you gotta be truly a stone cold killer is what I'm hearing. Like they can't be any, no cap in the raps. Not if you are actual MMA fighter, G. Not if you actually have to go out and throw hands, then like you can have, <laughs> you can have cap. And I think people, and I think, that does work for certain fighters to build up a, a certain fight, but after that ass whooping and that talk don't ring, don't ring the same. It don't, don't ring, the, ring same. the same. It don't ring the same. No, but like, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. You go ahead, G. You sure? Because I was gonna take this bitch a little bit left. Let's let's go left. I'm 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 rolling with you. Let's go. So what that actually made me think of was uh old dude with the rainbow hair in terms of what O'Malley, is O'Malley, your... Sean O'Malley. Takashi 6'9". Oh. <laughs> I thought, I thought he was you're still, still, still in fighting. You're still in fighting. I right, walk walk but with me. I think I think he does I think he has influence for sure, right? I think that's not a coincidence. Rainbow hair, I don't, yeah, I think, listen. I'm not how how, a... how influence moves is, a correlation, if not a causation, right? That's what you say to be like data. 
like to be smooth on a day tip. Like it's, there I might can, be a correlation. Not, I can tell you went to school. I can tell you graduated college. Yeah, but like hey, uh, connect, connect those dots for me then. Um, what do you see? And just in terms of what well, I was just taking it from just in terms of like, is there what is a perfect champion, right? In terms of there was an interest, interesting juxtaposition, right? Comparison between Cardi B as like the king of like mainstream New York and Takashi 69 before the auto trial and the snitching and stuff like that in terms of just like the audience he garnered in terms of music and in terms of antics and stuff like that. And to be at the top talking your shit, you know, making fun of everybody um, is that some might say that some and people definitely gravitated to him as the champion, right, of or the king of, of, of rap, of, of that, of clout, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which goes back to our conversation about clout, like what clout is and, and all that. But I think, B, um, in regards to that whole particular situation, I think you can amass a large gathering and following of people who are just there to be able to witness your demise and to witness um to be able to witness your your foolery and your demise like you will have an entire crowd of people cheering for your demise that's the same way that they have a crowd of people that watch that used to watch hangings and lynchings and and cheer on and they made postcards of that of that that's real they used to make postcards of lynchings in the u.s in in not so long ago the 40s 50s 60s they made postcards of these things and sold them you know what i mean next to children's books that's a fact so uh not to get political, not to get like, you know, all black about it, but <laughs> um, too late, too, too late. late. Yeah, I know, dude. I know this whole podcast is about, is about being too black, the all the way to black podcast, um, <laughs> all the way black, all the way black podcast. Uh, but yeah, like people, people will gather around to be able to watch a, a disaster. And actually I was listening to, I forgot which podcast was where they're speaking about how that's a natural thing. Right. Excuse me. Now that's yeah. a natural thing is because like people, we like naturally we have to be aware of, we have to be aware of not only danger, but also of things that can either harm us or harming themselves. It's just a natural reaction to be it fight or flight or whatever the case is. You need to be cognizant and aware of things that are dangerous and if you add an element of entertainment on top of that then you have an entire you know then that, that's a whole ass persona and whatnot that can have people cheer behind it but are expecting its demise at any point yeah and i think i think you hit the nail on the head in terms of like the connection i was making between like ufc right and and takashi is just that spectacle I think that's exactly what you're speaking to, right? Is that mm. people are drawn to spectacle and that moment of when we find out, is it real, you know, and what's, and what's behind it. And then either like continuing to glorify that person or then reveling in like the fall of that person. And I think yeah. that's what's happening with Takashi, right? Is that you, we, everybody, it built up when you, when you play games with everybody, somebody's going to stop playing with you. And everybody, I think, felt that and watched him rise to that point where it came push, come to shove, and we're going to see, well, are you real or are you fake? And it turned out that he was fake. And it's been really interesting to watch people see that, the reveal of, is the truth behind this, this champion? Yeah. Is this your king? 
And then is this your king? Is this your king? And there's nothing behind it. And then people go, oh shit, it's fake. And then, like you said, gather around to watch the spectacle of that fall, of that tragedy, of that, you know, whatever nastiness, yeah. as you described it. Okay, so, so uh if if we're here, if we're here, right? Tragic falls. If we're at tragic falls, because this is a list making podcast, how how about we get into and we're freestyling this right now off the head. How about we get into what are some of the most tragic falls slash bags dropped um, in in let's say the last decade or two? Oh, are we limiting it to fi- like bags dropped in terms of like financial opportunities or just like just jags in general? Just like you missed it, bro. I mean, I mean, you can take wherever you want. I think I think it would only be right for us to start by addressing the Tory Lanes situation even though that is pop culture in its own but i think when we talk about bags drop it's you know you need to look how we got here oh so organic i love it (laughs) dude like we should start a a podcast (laughs) damn like we should start a podcast um all right how you feel about that tory lane stuff have you listened to the album what do you think are your feelings First, I have not listened to the album. Wait, no, matter of fact, matter of fact, first, um, thoughts to Meg, first, wait, and 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 thoughts to Breonna Taylor in this moment, like more broadly, right? And thoughts to Black women and protecting them, first, mm. cool. Like after that, nah, I didn't listen to that nigga's album. Um, I haven't kept up very closely to what he said. Um, I've been, I, I waited to hear him respond and I, what I, what the snippets and little, um, like sneak dissing and, and, and subliminal shit that I saw, um, did not speak to me paying his response much further attention and then to hear that the album is quote unquote all he can say about it is in there it's not the way to address it it's not that's 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 that is fucked up period um it's cowardly um uh, it's definitely cowardly it's I, it's yeah. if nothing else i I would want to know more about the situation before even throwing even more adjectives on it, but it is not the way to address it. Um, and what I did, so how I found out about that wasn't even till later in the day. I didn't even know the album dropped because I, I use Tidal. And I don't know if the album's even on Tidal, but I look every Friday for the new releases and it wasn't there, right? Yeah, it's so, been a very weird rollout roll for that album with, you know, it's, it's been very weird, but not, nevertheless, it's still number one on, on, on most DSPs. I think, again, people really do enjoy watching a, a train crash. And um, this, this might be, again, one of those situations. It's absolutely, again, like if, if when, when a woman who has so much to lose or just women in general lead with, with 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 evidence of their of their of their abuse and what they went through i'm inclined to always believe it as a as a principle of mine and therefore that seems like what that can be in the situation the fact that the gun fragments in her leg match the gun fragments in her foot um 
all evidence right now leads, you know, indicates that this person is guilty of that act. And if that's so be the case, then this type of response to it is nothing but asinine, disgusting. Um, it's, 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 it's very, it's backwards in the type of strides black men are trying to make improving their support for black women as we have done so with our Breonna Taylors and with, um, and with our, our Sandra Blands, I think this falls definitely in the same caliber of, of, of importance when it comes to holding black men accountable. And I think that's something that we as black men don't necessarily do very well. Damn. So I think, so I want to say, I want to, I want to give a little bit of like, weird hip-hop nerd background knowledge that i have about the situation that kind of contextualized this move for me um but then i think you hit on something very important in terms of accountability um and an interesting conversation we can have about like rap and um violence right and and the type of glorification versus just talking about your experience but first of all man so this Tory shit, right? Ain't the first time that I seen him do some sucker shit, bro. Oh, I and know like, where you're going with this. I know where you're going with this. Get off. <laughs> You've been waiting on this one. <laughs> Nigga, bro. So, and I fuck with Tory Lanez, B. Like, from if I remember correctly, like, just from our group of friends, I feel like, nah, maybe you found him first with the chick tape mixtapes. But I remember the first New Toronto yeah. shit. I was like, yo, this is, I fuck with that first New Toronto mixtape. I always thought, like, the rap shit was deeper to me than the R&B shit, like, um, just in terms of what I connected with. But anyways, I was rocking with Tory Lanez for a decent amount of time. As somebody who's trying to, like, get into DJing, bro, Tory Lanez is a very, like, versatile convenient. artist with all... It, convenient is the perfect word, bro. Tory Lanez is super, super convenient for a DJ with all types of vibes that all types of people, like, bop, that bop with. Um... But I was super disappointed on the rap tip when there was like, if y'all remember, bro, Tory Lanez was battling, going back and forth, battling a whole bunch of people, including like Joyner Lucas and Don Q. Um, and like doing pretty well, bro. Like actually flexing like his rap skills. He's a talented rapper. But this other rapper who I won't name because of what happens later um, in the story, he, you can you go can look, look it, it up, up though. You can look it up. Go on, go on YouTube and look up Tory Lanez diss, and you'll you'll know the one. This this nigga is fire. So this nigga dissed the shit out of Tory Lanez. Came at him correct as hell, bro. Like, and but he was like a no no name little rapper. You know what I mean? So but like lyrically dissected the shit out of Tory Lanez. Like it was fire. Next day he had some he had some he had some bubble in Canada. I ain't gonna do him like that. He had a little bit of buzz in Canada. Sure, sure. But in just in terms of clout ver- in the Versus Tory Lanez, he was definitely the underdog. And the cloud but he did much, right? But he did much better than Don Q, and he did much better than um, what's the other nigga? Uh, it was Don Joyner Q, Lucas. it was Joyner Lucas, yeah. He did much better than them. Next thing, a video services online of Tory Lanez, presumably in Canada, pulling up on this nigga with his goon security, whatever, uh, threatening this nigga. What if you have seen a nigga being held at gunpoint, nigga? You know that this nigga was at gunpoint. Seen, seen the <laughs> There's no the guns in the video, but he, that man is being held towards something. Pulls up on him, talking about apologize, apologize for the diss track. Now you've been dissing niggas back and forth, talking about take all comers type shit. This nigga came at you on just some hip hop shit, 
embodied you. The track wasn't like wild disrespectful. It was just a very, very good, insightful diss track. Made him apologize for it at gunpoint. When I saw that, I said, this nigga's ego is fragile as hell. You know what I mean? You, for you, you to be you out here trying to battle that. nigga. I you took did that. I, that. I, I, I didn't. I didn't fuck with that move right there. As a hip hop purist, I ain't fuck with that move, bro. So you, you've been complaining that, about this for like for since it came out. <laughs> since it came out, you've been complaining about that. You you were livid yeah, actually which, when I mean, you saw that video. It was hilarious. Yeah, like I like. I'm a nerd, bro. Like, I take that shit to heart. And as, like, somebody who cares very much about, like, hip-hop lyricism and was actually, like, happy to see Tory flex that muscle than to see him respond to somebody actually being better than him in that way was some bitch shit. And now, I just told that story basically just to inform, like, so when I see, when I've seen all of this, when this start to happen, when he said that he shot Meg, that story's in my mind. Like, oh, I'm already knowing this nigga's on some whack ego type stuff. Mm, so by ego. Yeah. And so I just like, I think it's just important to say that because I, I am the type of person speaking only for myself that when I hear these cases, I want to hear as much information as possible before we dismiss a person. Mm. People are still people. So I'm not too worried about dismissing somebody as somebody who has no legislative control to like put any effects on nobody. Mm. I'm not worried about being the last person to cancel somebody if they've made significant contributions to the culture. I want to have all the facts. So when I'm saying I'm dismissing this nigga, it's with all that context, which mm-hmm. is why. Like, so fuck that nigga. And we lift up Meg in this moment. For sure. If I, all right. if I keep running, because I had that going. second. Let's go. go that second go. point, cool. So like, so the second point that I had was, we do, there are hip hop niggas that we do fuck with that, are uh violence of jace you know violence what I'm saying? Jace. <laughs> <laughs> that... drug marketers but as somebody but as somebody who like you know as a chicago one bro as a southsider who like really fucks with chicago drill music there's something to be said for the experience of people that as it relates to violence being put on wax those stories being told um and just the overall like that is the theme of hip-hop and i'm not like trying to skirt that like that is that is something that we talk about um in terms of niggas getting shot there is to a certain extent i believe like a um an acceptance of again like the dismissal of human life in 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 hip-hop right niggas get smoked on wax every day be like all the time so what is the difference? And I'll, and I'll give my two cents, but I feel like I've been talking for a minute. So I want you to tell us what, what do you feel is the difference between what allows you to listen to that music and enjoy it and respect some of the artists that make that shit versus being upset at Tory actually shooting somebody. Okay. Um, and I, I guess, I guess, so if I understand what you asked, what, what, allows us to be accepting of the the violent content that usually places itself in hip-hop and where we draw the line in terms with this particular case with Tory Lanez. This particular case, but also like kind of framing the question as, well, Tory, Tory Lanez shot a woman. So we're, we're first of all upset because 
this is in this moment yeah like that's how that's one of our sisters so there's that and then there's also this whole moment of us trying to fight for the another black and and establish right of the uh the preciousness of the life of black women that is has gone ignored but in even a broader context right like if benny the butcher capped a nigga for no reason or some shit like that over Mm. some dumb argument are we still fucking with that nigga because in his music like i'm sure if you dug deep enough you could find a line that says i will cap a nigga for no reason oh yeah for sure i believe i believe the name of that song might actually be called no reason in, in parentheses, <laughs> cap cap nigga, nigga. Like, and I don't want to, and I don't want to make, and and I say Benny because he's one of the first names that comes to mind as somebody that I fuck with that makes hard music that describes the reality of the streets. But I want to use him as like a scapegoat. I'm just saying that's. Does that make the question make more sense? I think anything that comes to Genevieve's violence is where we draw the line. And again, um, we're going to keep going on this conversation because I've I have some ideas on it, but I find it hilarious that we we like to start lists and then dismiss them very quickly into the list making. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, you said this was a list making podcast and I was like, we ain't making shit, but whatever, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it, start, right. it starts at one and then the list quickly dissipates yeah. very quickly. This is a list starting podcast, not a list finishing <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All oh, the way yeah. started list podcast. All the way started. <laughs> for sure. For sure. And by the way, we're still looking for a fly name for the caption. So um no no list no list goes finished. It might be a great way to start it. So I want us to have a list of rappers who have talked about shooting people and have <laughs> <laughs> um I think, dude, gender-based violence, bro. Anywhere, anytime black women are being hurt, I think I think the coolness of any of that goes away. I don't think violence is necessarily cool, but I definitely see its 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 its, its reality in. I, I definitely see its um, its its prominence in the reality of the streets and things of that nature. So you know, definitely to a certain extent, people, you know, we we we. We glorify to a certain extent. We pay people who do it very well, exuberant amount of money to entertain us as they do it. But I don't think anybody would want to see Israel Adesanya fight Amanda Nunes. You know what I mean? Even if she's a professional boxer, that'll be that'll be messed up, you know. And so when we talk about where the line gets drawn in the violence of hip hop, and then you know where it starts losing its cool in real life applications, I think if one the victim is not of the same elk. I think then it loses its cool in the same way that you described Lanes and um, Homeboy in Canada when you ran up on him. You know, that that's that's not the same person of that elk. They didn't reach out to him on that same tone. You know what I mean? So he definitely was reaching for somebody outside, excuse me, outside of that realm of, of, of hood, of hood shit. So if we take that, cool. Um, and women, dude. Anytime a woman is hurt in any of these situations is i think it's um uh, i think it's not cool I, I think it's very uncool to hurt women so if i if i'm hearing you correctly correctly and correct me if i'm wrong um what you're saying is that when we hear we we judge violence based on the who's engaged in it and who they are engaging with violence and that 
person's preparedness to defend themselves as well as their understanding of you know being a part of some group that might be receiving violence for some reason is that mm. is that is that what i'm hearing yeah pretty much um <laughs> dude as we talk about violence i can't get that video of the dude trying to rob the dude's bag out of my head <laughs> was that violence <laughs> is this a, is this a rehearsal <laughs> We should find the link for that to put that in the in the chat just to just to bring people joy. Is this a no one gets hurt, right? No one gets hurt <laughs> in that video. Stop hitting him like that. So confused. <laughs> the dude gets mad at how soft the other dude is hitting the other dude. Oh my goodness, it's absolutely hilarious. Um, yeah, bro. I think ah, shit, dude. I don't think I think violence has a very prominent place in hip hop, and it's definitely never ever gonna leave that realm. Um. It's, it's, it's fascinating. It's fascinating to watch. Do you think hip-hop is becoming more or less violent? Uh, um, I don't... Wow, that's a, I guess that's, that's a good question. I don't... Is this the most violent thing to happen in hip-hop? Meg shooting one of... No, far from. I mean, Biggie, Pac, of course. Um, let's, talk, let's talk from our decade. Let's start from the 2000s and up. The most... <laughs> let's start a list. On the most violent things to happen ever. Here we go. Thumbnail, swear mouth, start lists, and don't finish any of them. Yes, 17, <laughs> 17 lists that have one thing on them. Um, damn. I don't think no, I don't I, I can't I can't call it, is what I would say. I don't think hip hop is getting more or less violent. Um, I think it's kind of stayed stayed around the same um i think i would i would venture to say that hip-hop has gotten closer and played a larger part in uh actual interpersonal conflicts that lead to violence right so the fact that more people with just like can just create a little studio in their house and create a song means that just more people are making music in general including people, people in the market that are that are actually like about that life so more people that are actually shooting niggas are making songs about shooting niggas and other niggas that are actually shooting niggas are hearing those songs and making songs back and i think that those and shooting niggas back so I think that that is a real thing that's happening now more so than when it was like just studios, when you had to be like involved in a studio to be kind of making music. Um, I yeah. think that there, that created a bigger gap between like who was doing music and who was actually in the street perpetrating violence. I think that gap has gone away. Um, but I don't think that means music has necessarily gotten more violent because I think even before people getting the violence were had access to make the music, I think the people that were making the music were talking about the violence. Mm, mm, so mm. it's hard I think to that judge. kind of speaks to it is. It's very hard to judge. It's very hard to judge. But I think that all kind of speaks to like my take on just violence and hip hop is just that I've I've seen songs about killing niggas. I've had songs about niggas dying save my life. Right? Also like, elaborate on that. Like bro, like just like hip hop, there's a there's a there's an intro to Kendrick Lamar's The Heart where it's like, what keeps you alive, bro? And and the guy goes like, two packs of Marlboro Reds, three bottles of water, and music. 
music keeps me here more than anything. I'm a dark person. Like I've considered ending it many times. Music keeps me here more than anything. Um, I don't know. Like, I mean, I've had different. That is the dark- hard part three, by the way. Give it a look if you ain't seen it yet. Yeah. Um, or two. I think it's two. But that's a, it's a, you know what I mean? And not to get get like, like super heavy, like when I was going to die, when I was going to kill myself, like, nah, but like on some real shit, like when I've had dark (laughs) times, regardless of if it got to that extent of that like edge, bro, like when I've had dark times, like hip hop has saved me when I've been frustrated, like playing hip hop has calmed me down and kept me from like doing a whole bunch of other shit. It has found the words to like soothe the wounds that when nobody else was there for me. So I've seen hip hop that is about violence and I felt hip hop and it's done that for my friends. I've had very honest conversations with, with friends that, you know, like in the same way that people turn to drugs need music to like be okay. Um, can I, can I interject and, so and just point of, out to the I, fans that what Miles over here is doing, if people ain't catching it, is telling Kendrick that the heart saved his life. And so if Kendrick can come back four miles <laughs> to help save his life again. Full transparency. Full transparency. <laughs> go ahead, hey, go ahead. But even like more literal, like, like Hip Hop Saved My Life by Lupe. Like even that, even like, you know, hip hop, this, this music, this industry, has been saving lives and lifting families out of poverty. And, I, and I've seen it do, and I've felt it and experienced it do more good than harm. I think there is a reality to be addressed about what I commented on earlier in terms of violence peripheral, moving throughout music and being caused by music. So I'm gonna give yeah, up on that yeah. quick as hell. Um, being caused by music. <laughs> you bailed on that word quickly. Quick um, because of everybody that has access to it, but a, a, a lot of times if you if you, you are if you are really listening the the it's it where their people are talking about what they live in the conditions that conditions that they live in what they what they have to do if you're like i know a lot of the people who are commenting to, on this type of shit are not listening to a whole niggas mixtape but listen to that niggas whole mixtape because around song eight or nine, you can get to the songs with the strings that explains the trauma and all the bullshit that this nigga has had to go through that contextualizes yeah. everything. Usually so, starts with the piano. So, and uh, yeah, starting yeah. You know bars I mean? include not- as I reminisce. Mm-hmm. Yep. Et cetera. Damn. Et cetera, et cetera. Can't believe that you gone. Yeah. <laughs> but, that's, but that's real shit, man. <laughs> But that's real shit. Like niggas are losing their best friends at the age of like 12 and like niggas are really like experiencing traumatic events, bro. And this and hip hop is an outlet. Hip hop is uh, it's a means of like just positivity, um, even in expressing negativity. And so the argument about hip hop doing more harm than good with relation to violence doesn't hold up very far to me. Um, but I just think that it's important to address it when those, yeah. those moments are colliding and, and to talk about it. So you said um, hip hop saved my life. And I think that's the perfect segue into a conversation that was really burning up last week, which is Lupe 
saying that he's better than Kendrick. Now, I can go on wax and say that I have yet to meet a bigger Lupe fan than yourself. So I've been very excited to be able to come and have this conversation with you. Um, and I know you are, you're a big Kendrick fan as well. What you don't see is one of these art pieces here is a Kendrick album. Good Kid, Mad City, I consider that in my top five. Kendrick is highly ranked. I've gone to see Kendrick live with you two times, once in 2014 at the University of Illinois Champaign-Urbana, um, and then again in Las Vegas in 2017. We went to go see Lupe Fiasco. Yeah, um, oh, sorry, we went to go see uh, Kendrick Lamar off of the damn tour, so we are big fans. You are the biggest fan that I know of Lupe Fiasco. React. Is Lupe better than Kendrick? That's the question. Lupe raps. Lupe, Lupe, Lupe. It depends on what you want out of a rap. If you want, if you want metaphors, if you want, Lupe can write a deeper rap than Kendrick. But Kendrick can connect with more people. So, let's have a list on who writes the deepest raps. And then, okay. Ready? <laughs> Kendrick. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. Now, next list. Um, Lupe Kendrick, like, look, B. Um, there's so much Lupe music that people are not privy to that is that is masterful. You know, I mean, we're talking Fahrenheit mixtapes. We're talking. We're talking mixtapes on mixtapes on mixtapes. It was written, The Exam, Lupe the Jedi, Return of the Jedi. Keep going. Yeah. Trials and Tribulations. For sure. Go find these mixtapes. Undoubtedly, Lupe Fiasco is one of the best people to do it. Um, Mural, to me, is still one of the best hip-hop performances that that I've witnessed in a very, very long time. Now, if we're talking about who's better, I think that the conversation about the value of public appeal is a controversial conversation to have in hip hop because of where it tends, because public opinion tends to sway at, at who has the most um, public appeal, right? Now, Lupe after Food and Liquor, um, after Food and Liquor, the first, uh, that's the first studio album, correct me if I'm wrong. Food and Liquor is the first studio album. After Food and Liquor, um, commercial appeal definitely was reduced significantly after that. Um, you know, finally hitting its, its, its zenith and downfall at the same time on Lasers, the album. Now, is Lupe better than Kendrick is, is a difficult question because, as you said, are we talking on a technical basis? Are we talking on a public appeal basis? What, where does, where does hip hop rank that? I would be, I, I would not find it difficult to say yes. Lupe is a, definitely a better rapper than Kendrick. I think, yeah, I think, I think Kendrick. I don't want to confuse like public appeal, appeal, and popularity with the ability to connect like the ability to resonate mm. right so when i said when i say when i say kendrick can touch more people i think kendrick has the ability to write a song that if you have a thousand people 800 of them are gonna are gonna feel what he's saying and they're gonna want they're gonna want to download keep play that song um but I think there's something to be said for that, being able to resonate with people. Lupe is going to be able to write a song where those same thousand people hear it 
and 400 of them like are are think about it think about it think about it and then are mind blown interstellar inception you know what i mean but the other 600 people either thought it was cool or just didn't get it mm-hmm. whereas there are only 200 people left out of the kendrick one but what's a more what's a more impressive feat kendrick kendrick is gonna kendrick can bring you um i don't want to say avengers endgame it's like deeper than that this is like a, a the prestige or like you know what i mean like interstellar mm. right but man but i would just say that i would just say that kendrick is going to be able to connect with more people whereas lupe is going to be able to provide an intricate puzzle that uh, that is going to mean so much to the people that get it and nothing to the people that don't a pink cold pitch is like condens condensation Nova Scotia landscapes oh dude so many it's too many. He did that twice in that song. We both did it, both of them. He did a pink <laughs> cold pitch is like condensation. And a cooling pitch and condensation next to conversations. Whatever. Whatever is some deep, complicated stuff. Y'all should look it up. Y'all should look it up. But also, I, I paint cold pictures like Nova Scotia landscapes. Yeah. What's a coffin with a scratch ceiling? Nigga, what I'll, is a coffin with a scratch ceiling? I feel like we need... <laughs> I, I think... I think we need to talk about what a coffin is with the scratch ceiling. I feel like that question was posed and nobody answered it. What is a coffin? Can you can you play mural for us right quick? Can you find mural and just run it for it right quick? I think that's a good a good place to go because like if we're really talking about like who's a better rapper in terms of putting words that rhyme together. And we're and we're bringing out the best of the two, then bringing out Lupe's best. We, you know, I think I think this is one of those things that we, this is one of those songs that we have to pull out. That's the best. Let's let's run that mural, Lupe Fiasco. All the way live podcast. Let's go. We're all chemicals, vitamins and minerals, and Vicodin with inner tubes wrapped around the arm. To see the vein like a chicken on the barn. Top cat chat, let's begin another yarn. Let's fly and sauce cheese, or is it chicken palm? Don't don't boosters don't fly like boosters don't buy. So what powers cowards to get them to the top? Just to fall asleep, listening to Bach. The ribbon in the sky is the ribbon that I drop. Dribbling the eye across the prism of a clock. The lacks meaning, but racks up stacks of fat reading to catch cheap and wrapped up plants from trap dealings. Now what's the coffin with a scratch ceiling? And what's the talking without the match feeling? It's berry living and cherry picking every lemon from your berry system, then proceed with the pack feeding. I like cartoons, southern cities with large moons, faith healers, ex-female drug dealers, and art booms. Speaking of ex-female drug dealers. No, don't do it. Stop it. Right there. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> we're not that live. We're live, but we're not that live. Calm yourself. I miss you, girl. <laughs> Calm yourself. I miss you, girl. <laughs> this dude bugging gets a podcast while talking about his ex drug dealer female. Listen, dude, this is a serious podcast. Shake it out. And we're a serious hey, podcast, and we answer serious questions like what's a what's a scot what's a coffin with a scratch ceiling? Somebody tell me, please. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. There's some amazing lines in that song, man. Dodging yeah, rain and catching hail. Yeah, yeah, what? yeah. It's it's um it's absolutely spectacular. If you've never if you haven't given that track a run, mural absolutely brilliant. Um, and then if we're gonna talk about who who's the best at putting those words together, I mean it's either way you want to cut it. I think um I definitely think there's an art to to public appeal, but I don't think that artists need to be penalized if that is not necessarily their focus with the art that they put together. I think Lupe Fiasco has preceded the and has elevated past the need to be able to be commercially viable in order for us to be able to appreciate his skill, which is why you can rap about dinosaurs and we'll all be like, oh, damn, yeah, nigga, that's, that's, that's not hard. Um, but in terms of who can stay at the top for the longest, you, I mean, look, uh, KDOT is quiet now, but if we, if we want to bring our most formidable people forward, then KDOT has to be one of those people, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think... I think at a certain point, and it's very interesting when you talk about like rap skill, right? At a certain point, you're, you, you look at all the sliders that you can have in rap, right? Lyricism, flow, relatability, braggadocio, um, realness, right? You mm-hmm. look at all the sliders that you can have in rap. Lupe's, Lupe's intellectual slider, Lupe's lyricism slider is through the roof um but at a certain point if you're not if you're not invested in hip-hop enough to be among those who um are caught by within his relatability slider then he goes over a lot of people's heads and a lot of people don't care to listen to him um i think kendrick hits the target in terms of having a lot of those sliders just at the point for you to be a superstar in the game. And so which of those things is more valuable to you depends on what you think about hip hop and what you take from it. But part of the show where we take user suggestions on what to speak about. This is usually reserved for pop culture things. Um, I, this, I, this is not this is not something that I enjoy doing, but here we are nonetheless, right? And the coronavirus vaccine could result in 500,000 shark deaths. Nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that, nigga. That's that fire. All right. Shit. Five, you said 500,000 sharks? How nigga? many? What? Look, the real question is, how many of what how many sharks is willing to be? <laughs> Of course, and we we went shark cage diving. By the way, I think that's important to know. We're shark cage diving in Cape Town. How many? How valuable is this pandemic? How many animals are we willing to lose? And Peter better chill on all this. This is all hypothetical slaughter. (laughs) Hypothetical slaughter is a fire band name. Um, What is the? What what did you you said five hundred thousand sharks might die? Five hundred thousand sharks, dude. How there's more than that. <laughs> there's more sharks. That hit so hard. 000. That's such a big number. But I'm like, damn. What what I, if what if myself, the what if this what if the 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 cure for the pandemic is literally shark like the the tears of shark as they die shark, <laughs> like that. Sh- Shark tears, nigga. God death damn. tears. Shark death tears. Shark has <laughs> shark death tears. 
we're we're in trouble then. We're in trouble then because a lot of the sharks are dying. But like, I seriously asked myself, like, bro, like, <laughs> bro. how many sharks is it? And then I reached <laughs> in my brain for where that information might be, and like, there was nothing. You know when you you know when you fall in a dream and you wake up. That's what it felt like to reach in that part of my brain. Like, nigga, you ain't have no shark information, nigga. <laughs> there's, dude, there's no shark information. You're busy. Ain't you're busy flirting there, with. You're busy flirting with the girls that were on the shark cage diving trip instead of focusing Damn. on the shark information. Bruh, every shark week I was not focused on the sharks. God damn it, bro. Shark week okay. important. Like honestly, how many of any animals are there? Like if we're if we can actually, that's a decent game to start playing, dude. <laughs> this this on the try, try guessing. <laughs> try guessing. Off the let's guess how many sharks are there. Go ahead and guess. Let's let's just guess the number of sharks in the world. Yeah, in the world, dude. The, the, where you else are you gonna be. measure them from, dude? Where else are you gonna measure them from? This dude said, "In the world, nah, bro. In in all the universe, dude. How many number of how many sharks are there in the universe, dude? Don't 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 exclude don't exclude the space sharks, bro. Don't exclude the space. There's literally everything in space, Morty. Um, (laughs) damn. How many? I just did it again. How many sharks is it, nigga? Ain't shit up there. How many sharks is it? It gotta be." If we if five hundred thousand, if we might lose five hundred thousand, it gotta be like. I got that. It gotta be like a billion sharks. It gotta be. Oh, you're right, bro. There could be a billion or more sharks in the oceans around the world. Yeah, come on. Five hundred thousand can go for the virus. Five hundred (laughs) thousand can go. If I had a billion dollars, dude, and I spent five hundred thousand of it, I would call that a good week. (laughs) A good weekend, dude. It depends on what sharks we losing. Are we losing little baby sharks? Or are we losing nigga? Nigga, this did not just become the shark doo doo podcast, nigga. <laughs> that quick, <laughs> for sure. But it depends. Sure. Are we losing big ass like jaws, motherfucking sharks? Or are we losing like you know what I mean? Are we losing hammerheads? Like which ones are we losing, bro? Uh, look, bro. There's a billion of them. We can we can afford to lose. We can afford right. to lose a few. Look how many, many just just figured out how many sharks it was in the world, Craig? We this and this is what this is the content that you can expect to get from here on a weekly basis. We be educating mm-hmm. people. Check it out, nigga. <laughs> okay, let's do uh, how many the all the way shark podcast. How many mountain gorillas are there? Mountain gorillas? Well, damn. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, how many mountains is it? You probably figure like fifteen gorillas per mountain. <laughs> what? How did you get to that number? <laughs> you said that with so much confidence. <laughs> you, you probably figured 15 gorillas per mountain. I bet, bro. Roll, roll with that logic. How many mountains are we counting, bro? <laughs> it gotta be like 10,000 mountains. Ten thousand. <laughs> I'd be like hundred fifty thousand pounds, gorillas, bro. Oh my! <laughs> just you said you said it with so much confidence. That's what makes me so mad, dude. There's got to be fifty. Google it, nigga. How many pounds? There's got to be fifty. I figured there's about fifteen gorillas per mountain. <laughs> <laughs> What was your what was your guess? What was your number? 
How much did you guess? What was your number? 150,000. 150,000 mountain gorillas. Mountain gorillas were once expected to be extinct by the millennium, but today the total number in the wild tops 1,000 gorillas. Damn, I overestimated. Less I than mean, 15 gorillas per mountain. Yeah, four turns gorillas out the, per mountain. Turns out there's less than 15 gorillas per <laughs> mountain. <laughs> oh my goodness. I, this is not a punch in, and that's how many uh, animals that we last said they are in that place of the world. <laughs> Definitely not 15 gorillas per mountain. That math is all wrong. Too many. There's too many. Mm -mm. You, you got too many gorillas on that mountain, brother. It. You got too many, many gorillas too many on gorillas. that mountain, brother. Maybe fighting. I should have thought about that. You need to come up. You need to get rid of some of those gorillas on your That's mountain. That's number two. One of the gorillas is going to be like, let's stout. Ain't going to have a maid or nothing like that. Third wheel ass gorilla. Odd number. I was wrong on that one, bro. It's probably more I, like four gorillas per mountain. That's what we came to. I don't want to expose how much I know about that the primate kingdom because I'm in Africa right now and I don't want that to be the prevailing <laughs> to be the prevailing uh, theme of this content as I come through with all the Africa animal facts. However, I do know when stereotypes you know, ring true is definitely another episode. <laughs> I of this podcast. do know from Sir David Attenborough that they like primates have a very complex social hierarchy actually like an extremely social comp um an extremely complex social hierarchy um monkeys there are some monkeys that literally just get drunk like they save up these fermented fruits and then they take them and get wasted they have sex for joy there's monkeys that get blowjobs and niggas argue against evolution <laughs> Damn, bro. It, it, point. this is not another punch man. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga said some wild shit about niggas and monkeys <laughs> so we had to punch you again <laughs> and we back, goddammit. Hello. <laughs> All the live. Whether well, it's one it's person like or a thousand people, <laughs> thank you for joining us today. From the top. That's not the way to us. go. We down to 13. Hey, brother, I'll tell you this, man. I'll tell you this. Um, Because we did start off with positivity, um, and I do definitely want to... I do definitely want to be able to touch on that theme. There is something to be said about... There's some, especially in like this journey that we're going on is becoming podcasters and, and getting our faces out there and changing. There is something that's going on. There's something to be said better yet about the value of being able to reinvent yourself and what that means and what that looks like in today's day and age. And as somebody, as people in this podcast that are going through a process of reinventing themselves, I do like, it's hard for me not to be able to to look through successful figures in history and see that they all had the most successful. <laughs> look at Siri coming through. Siri, get out of here. I, I really need to turn that off. Um, but the, the, show. Most, <clears throat> the most successful people in history have had the ability to be able to reinvent themselves. And I think like a key component to reinventing yourself is being comfortable with the notion of people not, with people with people's opinions not matching with the person that you want to then become i think that's like a very key part of being able to reinvent yourself so i am learning as i am in that process you know can you say a little bit more about that about people 
people's sorry people's expectations not necessarily matching can you run that back that that bit back i mean like and and i'll i'll take it even further than what i said before b which is the fact that change is very difficult for people to be able to comprehend right change is extremely difficult for people to comprehend um and so when i think people's 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 rejection of change comes in their inability to be able to accept the change that they need to be able to make in themselves. And so when they see somebody making that change and reinventing themselves, natural self-preservation immediately pushes people to reject any of that change that is being made. But that is a norm that that response is a normal function of being able to reinvent yourself. The whole, oh, y'all guys are gonna try podcasting. Ooh, you guys think your conversations are that fire. Ooh, whatever, whatever, whatever. But the difference is, and where that line comes, where 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 that line of separation comes to play is who's willing to work the hardest for it, you know, who's willing to to really put in the time to be able to grow things organically and learn and, and continue to, 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 to feed into a client base. And I think we're at that point, but it's a fascinating thing to be able to, to observe the, let me not say the pushback, but so much as the, 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 the lack of embrace with this, with this particular, with this particular re, re, this particular re, re, what's the word I was using earlier on? Damn it. Reinvention, rebranding, reinvention, reinvention. You rebranding? I'm not rebranding, bro. Um, would you call what we're doing rebranding? Well, that's where I was going into it because I, I, I would, I would really like for you to talk a little bit more about how you feel, what we're doing now. I mean, obviously, to start a podcast is to broadcast your conversations, so that is a new medium that we're trying out but can you speak a little bit more to how you feel this moment now what we're doing the space that we're in is different from previous moments and previous spaces that you've occupied and that the expectations that people have come to to set around who you are in in that sense right is that i think a lot of the times the reinvention that I've that I've had to do in my career and in my personal capacity has allowed me to be able to have work that has nothing to do with me be the prevailing content that is going out right so let's 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 go from being a young analyst to becoming energy chamber director or whatever that reinvention is just because the work that that's an easy pivot because the work is is the work is distant than who I am. I'm the vehicle in which the work comes in. If a deal is getting signed, what we're talking about is that deal. We're not talking about ourselves, right? And so it's easier for people to be able to champion something that is not necessarily related to who you are because it is it is distant. You know what I mean? It's distant and, and whatever the case is. But when you want the value to be who you are and your thoughts and ideas and content, which I think is something that creative struggle with very very much so that's where it starts becoming you know that's where i think a lot of the the fears that come into play are you know become prevalent and the and the second guessing and and all of these emotions that come with being vulnerable in a public manner come to play you know how how have you been feeling in this process 
um it 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 all it all it's familiar to me in the sense that this is something that i i'm wanting to commit to like you know give this give this a real a real honest run i think these conversations um can be important and don't always have to be but i think i think i feel connection to this process i it's reminiscent of um when i was putting together tapestry on wax right Mm -hmm. and it was this idea of well similarly to this podcast right i was putting together like damn nigga like i don't even talk about myself like this but yeah nigga i put together a mixtape i was rapping and shit Um, no cap like if i can get my shit off bro like i'm a fire-ass rapper but like rap actually the ability to rhyme words and kind of this ties into the even the lupe and kendrick conversation that we had in terms of you're part of that conversation right i'm not could i have been should could 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 my can my can my pen be should could can my can my can my pen be i would honestly leave that up to the few niggas that have heard me to decide but what i will say is that in terms of realizing that early on in that project that I didn't want to do it in the way that was going to get me the most clout garnered the biggest following I'm boring shit out of see as soon as I started talking about my mixtape niggas got bored that's why because it was too black it was too motherfucking conscious it was too like and I and I but that was a conscious decision right that was too black and too conscious is this podcast by the way (laughs) maybe at times but Like, and it was also produced horribly, nigga. Like, it was, like, production-wise, that shit was, like, trash as shit. Like, my lyrics are fire. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. Like, I can rap. But I just, the the production was trash on that shit. And I didn't commit to that in the way that I'm committing to this. But what's, what's familiar and what I was saying, it was, it was a conscious decision, right? When I put that mixtape out, it was in the moment of, like, mumble rap. It was very much a departure from everything I felt like would potentially have a, a potential to blow up. But it was things that I was feeling. It was things, it was, it was, I wanted to push myself in writing things that I felt were wholly, like, true, um, whether or not they appealed to people. And that's, and I only mentioned that to tie that into this is where this does not, for me, necessarily feel like a departure from the shit that I've been on. It's, it's a, and I think when we kind of like alluded to maybe what we might, the loosest of frameworks to what we might talk about today, we started with like, is this a, is this a reinvention or are we back for the first time? And for mm. me, it feels like a nigga back for the first time. It feels like, yeah. like. I kind of put my stuff a little bit out there, but I, I slacked on the production tip because I think part of me wanted an excuse for like why this shit wasn't going to work. And I was just tired of looking for the right fit and trying to get it right. But this to me is very familiar in terms of like, I don't expect niggas to jump on the bandwagon of this just because some niggas they know is putting some shit out. Like I think we're going to have to hone our craft to get to the point where, you know, at P, the, that, that point that we kind of discussed with Kendrick, right? Where a, a broader, if a thousand people hear it, 800 people connect with it. I think where might be, maybe at the point where if, if some niggas that really are on the same wavelength that we're on vibe with it, um, they might get it. But that might be 200 out of the thousand. And I think that's a beautiful foundation to build. But I think we also want to hone our craft to get to the point where, you know, we are more relatable, where we can 
garner more of a following, bring more people into this community, um, be more conscious of the perspectives we bring and the perspectives that are lacking in here and make yeah. space for all of that. I think there's, I think there is growth, growth on growth to be had from, from where we are in this podcast now, but hopefully I'm appreciative. I mean, I'm super appreciative of the few people that get it from the jump, see the spark that we have right now and yeah. are, are fucking with it. So um, this feels like an even more committed version of me actually being like, oh shit, like this is me. I don't expect people to fuck with it but it's out there and it's naked and it feels open to all that criticism, all of that nigga, you doing a podcast, nigga. I hear you talking. I'd be like, mm, whatever. But mm. like, you know what I mean? That you were open to that. It's a flame flickering in the, in the wind that is in danger of going out, but it's, it is a spark. And I fuck with everybody and I appreciate everybody who has hit us up public or even on the low tip just to be like, yo, keep doing what you're doing, man. So I'm, I'm down to keep pushing this. Um, Definitely. But for Definitely. me, it feels like back for the first time. For sure. And I find it interesting that the people that my closest friends and whatnot are, that's that's going to be the last set of people to be able to catch on to the wave. You know, I think the people that are closest are going to be the last people to catch on, which is exciting. You know, I think um, I think it's important to, to also count out that, you know, we've, we've, we've reinvented ourselves before, you know, from going to corporate into what we are now, into the executive roles that we are now, into being the activists that we are now, into being the 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 executives and CEOs and and the philanthropists that we are right now, that that in its own was a whole image rehaul. So we've done this before, you know, and it's important to be able to let oh. you know that steady heads, steady hands, <laughs> is what's gonna get us through. And we're definitely within that same mindset. So, you know, from 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 we promise growth, we promise growth, and I think, you know, even even seeing the new tools and the new setups coming along. That is our commitment to that growth and the content will get better. The engagement will get better. We are nothing more than just people, two brothers, two best friends, um, try to be able to have the things that we find interesting be pushed out into the forefront of what people enjoy. And, you know, hopefully have people enjoy that with us, man. And that's the journey that we, that we're on with this podcast. Yeah, absolutely, bro. And when Having a mic makes you talk different. Makes you talk a little yeah, more sexy, so. you feel me? Think so? Hey, bro. Yeah, hey, for sure. It's Tyra around. Aim that sexy at her, bro. Nah, yeah. I'm sorry, Pimp. I'm sorry, Pimp. I don't know who, I, who what our whole audience encom- encompasses. This nigga's aiming sexy at me and shit. You better <laughs> not be aiming sexy at the audience. I'll tell Tyra when you ask, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but. It. Audience. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Real quick, what I would like for you to do, like you mentioned the word journey, right? I would like just break down for us like how you feel those different spaces have those spaces have been different from corporate from um to this more from corporate to the entrepreneurial to the philanthropic right like talk about those the different you you said you feel like you've had to do a you've done an image rehaul in each of those phases um and like i just want you to speak a little bit to that I wouldn't even call it an imagery hall, bro. More so than a, it's just a repurposing of, of, of priorities and of intentions and of time, right? So I think the most valuable thing that any of us have is the time that we, the time that is allocated to us in a day. We all have a certain amount of hours in a day to be able to get the things that we need to get done. And it's basic math that that which you put enough of your time and energy to is that which will grow the most and subsequently lead to the 
the, the, the fall and or death of other things, right? Which is why good habits are the best cure for bad habits, right? Because your time is spent putting into good habits. So when it comes to moving in from a corporate space into the space that we're in now, this is, you know, I don't want to call it a repurposing of imagery because we, we consciously decided to, to, to back away from things that were, that were based on, 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 on image and of surface level reflections of the work that we're doing, kept it quiet. You know, we, we, we put down on the mouth pad, we put down on the, on the, on the, on the mouth guard and we, and we went to work. Right. So I think now it's no, you know, it doesn't feel so much as a resurgence as a repurposing of an image of image more so than it is presenting the work that we've done. We've been, we've been trying to get this podcast honed in for, 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 over a year right we have we have over 20 20 something episodes some of them in different countries that we've recorded to be able to get to the point now where we feel as comfortable as we do speaking with each other the flow is there the 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 understanding of of the timing in in our conversationality and it's, it's all getting it's all piecing itself together on the back of a lot of work and it's the same thing with um, it's the same thing with the with the with the activism. It's the same thing with the entrepreneurial thing. It's a matter of biting down, working very hard, and then letting that work speak for itself at at the right time. And I think it's it's being afraid of how people accept, not being afraid, but you know, there's always that, or maybe afraid is the right word, right? Of of when you are vulnerable in what you have spent all of your time doing and how it's going to be received, you know. For sure. See, I think. Appreciate you, man. I appreciate you, dog. I know. I appreciate being able to ask you questions and knowing that you'll be able to, you know, just the, that the truth of 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 who you are and what this is will be able to come out in that. So, um, I really wanted you to speak on, especially like that work. I think for you, especially that work, that commitment to, I'm in this space. I'm gonna give this space everything I've got. Uh, has a through line, right? So when we when you talk about reinventing yourself, when you talk about a rebrand, um, the way the the reason that I kind of like I, we back for the first time, nigga. Like that's that's the reason I feel like that is because there for each of us, right? Um, in different ways, there have been a, there's been consistency and there's been a through line. I see as somebody who hasn't ever really um, interpreted or experienced the had the Zway Gila experience through social media, right? I see a, a a very clear through line of consistency in hard work, in dedication. What has shifted that dedication right now I'm gonna build up this corporate structure, but it 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 it, it ties into what I want to do philanthropically with Mendulo. I'm gonna build up this social media sphere for a moment, but it ties into what I'm doing with the energy chamber and trying to build up this space. I I, I don't and, and and even now I'm working in podcasting and, and trying to figure out what we can do with this. I think building a community, reaching out to people, um, sharing resources has been a, a part of everything that you've done in each of those phases along the way too. And so I feel like it doesn't it doesn't ring true to me that rebrand or reinventing yourself. I think that I think this is this is way in a new medium in a way that you've spoken to earlier when you said um, um shit don't lose it. You said uh this, this is like like the for you and not about anything else but and i and i and i don't want to speak for you but i feel like even in this being 
this being you being the face of it um i think there is that you're a community oriented person right so even this project podcast doesn't stop at at Zway. it continues that circle of of community of resources of connecting people of being a black man in a space where people don't necessarily expect to see them in this case a vulnerable one on a podcast but in another case uh uh, perceivably su 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 successful one as the energy chamber lead at 25, 24. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, a foundation, a foundation owner, a, a a a investment management CEO, a you know what I mean? These these titles are very important because these are the titles that we've built and we've given to ourselves. But you know, yeah. in this, but you, I, I, you know, you 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 say, let me not say you say, but I respect the same thing when it comes to your shift because you had to make a very serious shift a shift that's required a lot of sacrifice when it moves from um being somebody that's you know well paid living in chicago as you know graduating out of one of the top universities and being in corporate and then shifting completely into into being a, a community organizer um one of the youngest that is doing it in that field right that 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 in its own also takes a huge um a huge reinvention and realignment of oneself. So do you, do you see any similarities in the move you had to make there and now what you're doing with, with the podcast? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the biggest, the biggest transition, right, for me has been, regardless of everything I've, I've ever done, it has been no, like my, put my face out there as little as possible, um, be, be in the background. Even with the, the mixtape, the album art had, there was no promotion behind it. Um, and for a lot of reasons, I think part of me was like, just felt in deep inside that this wasn't yet the right medium for me to get my stuff off. Um, but I think the biggest transition in this has been, now my face is out there, bro. Like, I got to stand on everything I say. I got to stand on everything that goes out there as somebody who is available to the community, is somebody who is like, I'm out here. You know what I mean? Um, and like that is that has been a, a big step for me just in terms of sh rethinking shifting my brain to even like consider what works and what doesn't work as far as social media um as far as engaging with a project that i'm invested on in that space i think but similarly to even what i was saying about you i think there's it doesn't feel true to say i'm reinventing myself because there's always been this through line of 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 like i feel like and i'm and my seem soft to say but like i'm i'm a person that's built on love right they say there's lovers and fighters and like yes i will fight your ass but i'm a i'm a lover <laughs> i will beat you <laughs> but i'll hug you if i, I need have, to if i have to you know what i'm saying but like <laughs> i i'm just a, i feel that my truth is just that like the love that has been shown to me from it is is i'm able to just like i have a i have a deep like just inclination to just like give it all back i feel when i receive a lot of love i feel uncomfortable when i'm the center of attention and when people are showing me love like i i appreciate it but i have just this urge to like just give it like fling it all Deflect. back in the community yeah. you know what i'm saying and so um even when working in corporate there was always a underlying sense of get what you can out of this space um and give back you know what I mean? Even when I was, even when I was in college and that caused a lot of conflict in like my priorities, but it was get what you can out of this space and give back. Um, and I found myself here and that through line rings true more than ever.
is that everything I get, every all the positivity, all the love, all every every little bit of it, I'm trying to I'm trying to give it back in every way that I can. Um, and I see this podcast as potentially a way to do that. So yeah. back for the first time, for sure. For and sure. I'll tell you, as you know, what makes things very easier with transitions in life is 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 the people that you surround yourself with. I think there's a massive amount of value in 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 how one can reimagine their life, their purpose, their values by being surrounded by people that are passionate about that. This, you know, you know, it's easy to look now at um it's easy to look now and see the foundation and see all the work that we're doing and and to assume that that's something that came out of thin air but the reality of it is is that that the, the pressure to be able to make that a priority and the influence definitely came from seeing your commitment in moving and in, in, you know in being a community manager and to be a leader in your community and spending your time in 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 in, in understanding the community and serving them in manners that are relevant and that are valuable right and so you know, the value of surrounding yourself with people that are doing the things that you want to do will naturally allow that process of, of reimagining yourself and, and of, and of, and of um, rebuilding yourself to be, to be a lot easier. You know, it was, it was, I would assume it to be a much easier step for me to be able to do what I'm doing now based on, you know, being around you and seeing the work that you're doing and being able to take that and very quickly implement it into my own community and, and 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 see the same type of results and rewards benefit from that so it, one thank you to you but you know a message to the people as well is that the people you surround yourself with definitely are a massive massive contributor to the ease and and um to the ease and experience of of becoming a the newest and best version of yourself yeah you only get as far as the people that you hang around for no reason you only get as far you only, only get us that on a hip hop intro, bro. Yeah, that's a quote I heard on hip hop though. That's a that's a that's a hip hop outro, not even intro. That's a hip hop outro. Yeah. So there's that man, and I think I mean first I want to just thank you, bro, like for bigging me up, gassing me like that. You know, it's 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 a definitely a trade off, you know, of inspiration, right, between the two of us. Um, and you know i'm inspired by a lot of my my homies as well so we're gonna have a lot of guests that's fire on the podcast too mm -hmm. um but we we just want to acknowledge i, I want to acknowledge personally too that i stand on the shoulders of a lot, a lot of people that have done this work before me mm -hmm. i'm put in this position by my folks um by the village that built me um and even by you and your family's way like you know what i mean like all of that all of that is is the only reason i can i can sit here and talk um so hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. I I, I appreciate you. Um, and we appreciate y'all in the audience. I don't know where yeah. you at with this. I think I gotta I think I wanna get a story off it and we can walk up out of here. The story is now my girlfriend here. I can't I can't do that. No, 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 no. <laughs> I got I got a I got a story. I got a story. <laughs> I, bet, I, have, I had one ready to go. So Nick. <laughs> nah, nah, no, no, no. I got a story. I got a story. Unless, I mean, anything else on that, on that last just topic of, of growth and, and transition and, you know, rebrand versus Many, many episodes coming. Many episodes coming. Cool. So let me tell you, bro. Story time, kids. Let me tell you. Roll it if you're rolling. Drink it if you're drinking. It's about to be a real one. Baby. Man, man let's bring, bring the Bring the party favors. Man, light, light, light. But, uh. So my, 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 uh, I stay like 
walking distance from my grandparents' place, right? And so they are in the midst of cutting the cord. They are getting rid of, I think my grandfather had a, 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 a turbulent dialogue with the customer service representative for his cable company and was like, oh boy. we done with this. So they cut the cable stuff just on Wi-Fi. Their, their, their uh, alternative of choice has been fire sticks. So I put them put a fire stick in their living room. I done put one in their bedroom. My grandma got a fly little setup in the bathroom. Went to, she wanted to a third one for in there. So last time I was chilling over there, uh, maybe two times ago, eating dinner, or whatever. She, my grandpa said, "Hey, your grandmother need a third fire stick for the bathroom." And gave me forty bucks. Mm-hmm. Gave me thirty. Gave me thirty bucks. <laughs> You're like grandpa. This ain't enough for a fire stick. He said, "Make it enough." <laughs> Make it. I'm, I'm sitting there eating. I'm sitting there eating his salmon, nigga. It ain't no, ain't no. This ain't enough. I'm, it's a gesture of this is go get your grandma something, nigga. And as a gesture, nigga, this is thirty dollars. Yeah. Cool. Take the thirty. Bet. A couple days later, I'm running. I'm just running some errands. I'm around the hood. I'm like, oh, I bet there's a Target in Hyde Park. I'm like, all right, let me pull up to this Target real quick. Pull up to the Target. It was like, had to be a Saturday morning because I was preparing for something. I was preparing to watch the fights two weeks ago. So I, that's important because of what I picked up when I was in Target. So I go in Target. Yeah. I'm like, all right, I got to go get this fire stick. Walk straight up to the little electronic part of Target. They got the fire sticks. We in the hood. So they in this little case. They in this little plastic. Yeah, case. yeah. Bulletproof. Plastic, reinforced steel plastic. Can't do nothing with this case. Pick up the case. You gotta walk into the counter. They gotta un uncase it for you. They gotta pick the lock <laughs> just to prove they're worthy to unlock the case first. So I grab that. That's in my hand. Important. Backing up just a few minutes. Important. When I walked in, I looked to my right. I looked to my left. I didn't see no. I didn't see no little hand carts. Nah. Everybody know. If you do the grocery shopping for your family, them times where you only need a couple things and you make that decision, like, I ain't going to get no little hand cart. But you yeah. end up with more things in your hands and you probably should have got a cart. You here with it. This is one of them times. So I got the little fire stick thing. Cool, I'm watching the fights tonight. Let me get my chaser. Walk over there. Little cranberry juice. Woo-woo. Antioxidants, you know what I'm saying? Keep it light, you know what I'm saying? Grab the cranberry juice. Just a splash of it with the tequila and the ginger ale. I got the ginger ale at the crib. No, I didn't have ginger ale. So I grabbed the cranberry juice. I grabbed the ginger ale. I'm, walk, I'm about to walk with the fire stick. I'm about to be gone. Then I walk past the aisle. They got liquor in Target. I don't even think about that. They got liquor in Target. Liquor got the little security locks on it. We in the hood. We in the hood. Security they got the black top stick. on it. They got the black top on them. Little black top. It's a little, it looked like, I don't even know what it looked like, bro. It's it looks like, like a, it's a it looks little, like a cap. Don't a try to steal cap. this. This looks, looks like, like don't try to steal this for sure. For sure. So now I'm walking. I got the tequila. I got the cranberry juice. I got the uh, ginger ale. And I got the fire stick all in my hand, right? I'm walking up to the front. Walks by me. Bad little team. Oh, boy. Man, just mind their own business. I see it from my peripherals. I'm How bad? With all the stuff in my hand. I see it. How bad is it? <laughs> I see it in my peripherals. I'm keep. I'm now. I'm thinking in my head. What did you just say? How bad is she? How bad is she? <laughs> I'm thinking. How bad is she? 
So I'm, I'm, my body is like, we about to look, but then I, I don't. I'm, you know what, nigga? Nah, man. I won't do it. Got my hands full of stuff. Even if she's bad, what am I about to do? Put the I things on look. the floor. I don't even look. I guess in that moment when I decided not to look, I must have relaxed or did something. Because now the security no. cap on the tequila no. pop, falls off. The security cap, the tequila's no. not loose. The bottle, I feel it. I feel it. Let go. I stick my foot out real quick. Tequila bottle kick, come off my foot, go about two feet. Doesn't, doesn't break. Because the God but you still, serve is a forgiving God. <laughs> Just even thinking about looking at it, man. But, if, but it goes like two feet. It goes like two feet, but it makes the whole bottle sound. Everybody yeah. in the store heard this nigga <laughs> drop the bottle. I pick it up real quick, all the stuff in my hand. I pick it up. In my head, I'm thinking, good thing I didn't even make a gesture to even look at her. Because if I would have looked at her and turned and then dropped the bottle, it would have been a whole, I would have been even feeling more salty. Yeah. So, whatever. I'll take my licks. But I'm still holding the security cap. I go to pick up the tequila. Whatever. I put the security cap down at the little, like, just on, just somewhere where it's not supposed to be, but it wasn't supposed to yeah. fall off, so I put it down. I get in line. I'm still a little flustered. It's 10 a.m. I didn't want to bring no attention that I was buying tequila at 10 a.m. I was just buying tequila at 10 a.m. <laughs> Come on, man. It was, it was future planning, bro. I was thinking, I was being proactive. <laughs> but I'm, I'm a little hot. You know, I'm just, I'm just a little, I'm sitting there, you know what I'm saying? This was supposed to be just a little quick run to Target. I'm not swagged out. I'm aware that there's a beautiful woman in the vicinity. I'm pretty sure she heard the bottle drop, probably turned around, looked at the dumbass nigga carrying all this shit. I'm sitting there, I'm in the line. Oh, man, whatever. Walking through the line. Woman that works at Target is maybe 35, 36. Not my type. She's a black lady. That means she's a big I, black lady, ladies and gentlemen, if you ain't pick up on that correctly. Nah, nigga. She's just too short for me. She's short uh, Not my type, but I'm feeling flustered. And also, so, not his type means she was not Latina and or ethnically ambiguous. Go on, brother. Oh, I'm man. sorry, Pimp, and I didn't mean to expose you like that, but go on. Fully transparent podcast. We live. Let's go, baby. Hey, bro. <laughs> hey, bro. See, I, I know I said earlier that, like, I'm cool building this shit up, but this is where I really need y'all to chime in in the comments. Black ladies, please vouch. Please vouch. I, I got some of Say what by vouching means send DMs is what it means. Go ahead. So you're there in the line. Sister, yeah. She's not my type for whatever reason. I'm just not, or maybe I'm just too flustered or whatever, but I'm more in the mode of like, let me talk. Let me, you know when something happened to you and it's fucked up and it's a little bit your fault, but it's not all the way your fault, but you want to tell sure. somebody the reason why it's not your fault. Like I wanted to tell somebody like, hey, bro. So the security cap fell off. The security cap's supposed to stay on. Y'all security cap's <laughs> not tight. Shit, Somebody can steal your bottle. Whatever. So she's directing people that this lady that works at Target, she's directing people between the self-checkout and like they got a couple registers open. I get to the front of the line. Um, wanting to say your security cap's all fucked up. That's why I dropped the bottle. If you heard that bottle drop earlier, I don't know. It wasn't, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm cool though. I'm, <laughs> I don't usually drop anything. I don't usually five. drop shit. So I tell, so she comes up, I'm, I got this fire stick thing. I need you to unlock this. Cause that's still locked up. I still need them to unlock it. She like, all right, you can actually just go to self-checkout and I got you. And I was like, all right, cool. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. Looking out, you know, I dropped that bottle earlier. She, oh, I heard that. 
I was, yeah, the security, the little security thing is over here. Now at this point, she is fully engaging me and I'm glad because I'm nervous and I'm able to get my shit off, but she's talking yeah. to me and I'm not really noticing in the moment, but now that I look back, she, she throwing it at him. She throwing it at him. She tossing it at him. Paying a lot of attention to me, what I'm saying. It's not, I'm in the scenario, I'm flustered. I'm, yeah, you know what I'm saying? The security thing over there, I don't know if you want me to go get it, whatever. Can you undo this fire stick box for me? She, oh, whatever. I'm, yeah, I'm never coming back in this store. This is a horrible experience. She's, no, you gotta come back to Target. <laughs> so, uh, she, she walks away and comes back with the fire stick out of the box. She, I'm, all right, cool. I think I'm about it here. She's, she puts it in the, in the bag. Yeah. Puts it in the bag. I'm still, I'm still talking. I'm still talking. All right, thank well, you. Just said, talking. It's not gonna, it's not gonna beep when I walk on out of here. Now that's the last thing I need. No, you're good. You're good. She walks off. I look at the screen. Twenty six ninety five. Come on now, baby. Come on now, lady. Lady, you know I ain't gonna say nothing about this amount of money. You know I'm not gonna say anything about this amount of money. She now, what I said was she put the fire stick in the. She, Took it out the case. We talking. She took it out the case, put it in the bag. In the bag where I'm Ma'am. loading the, the drinks Ma'am. and everything. Ma'am. I'm looking Look at, at the thing. It's twenty six ninety five. If you ain't gonna adjust it, I ain't gonna bring it up. <laughs> so now I'm stuck. Now I'm sitting here. Wow. Twenty six ninety five. That's thirty bucks. She didn't scan the fire stick. Or the tequila. But my granddad did pay me. No, no, she did. It was like, it was a 15, it was a little fifth. Okay. It wasn't John Bastille, so I only got a fifth because I had to tie myself over. But if we really buy tequila, we out here. Copy Sipping John, John Bastille. Bastille. for sure. Black for sure. Shout, out, shout out to Dwimo and John Bastille. <laughs> Dwimo and, uh, and his whole team out there. We support y'all. Friend, friend so of ours. Up. But I'm cheating on the tequila that I should buy anyway. So I should just run about this bitch. You shouldn't even pay for everything. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All this is flashing through my mind. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, nah. I thought about, all right, I'm bringing this fire stick. Grandmother house. Can't be bringing no stolen merchandise, regardless of if I got away with it. House. My grandmother's house. So, so you tell her, like, I yo. Hook, I reached in the bag with all the shit that I paid for, grabbed the fire stick that is now out of its security case. She like, boop, swiped that mug, put it back in the bag. Walked on now. Now, I don't want no props for doing the right thing. But in that moment, it felt like it was all in my hands. Right and wrong. <laughs> the power was all was in there. His hands. Like, look, dude, I, I ain't saying you Jesus or nothing like that, but you definitely did the right thing. <laughs> you definitely did the right thing. <laughs> Man. No, but you Man. see, the thing about that, though, is that, like, if you take things, if you, if you would have capitalize on that karma has a way of coming back and being able to to come back and take more you put your fire stick in and your tv falls down see and this is what i've been saying i know I'm how so karma works. i'm so thankful that i can throw the alley-oops up there and you can bring in all the things <laughs> so tying a nice big beautiful bow in this thing man as niggas that is still fearful as shit of karma, karma. which has been a through line from the day we met, nigga. It's been me and you, and in the back seat, looking over karma. nigga's shoulder, has been karma. And we've been riding steady head 
steady hand, like you said, from the jump. So y'all, make sure y'all get right with karma. Make sure, even when nobody's watching, you be the best version of yourself because that's what growth is about. That's what all this is about right here, baby, at the All The Way Live podcast. And if you for don't sure. mind, sir, I'm about to close us. For sure, for sure. And um, listen, we got to something, you know, we're, we're consistently growing this entire podcast. We're growing what it's going to look like, what it's going to feel like. I'm glad the audio things are being sorted out. We know that, you know, from episode one to episode two, we've got that sorted out. We're going to go take care of some visual things afterwards. So, you know, this is a, a journey. If you've been listening to this long, shout out to you, your fan. We fucks with it. We're going to keep working hard for just y'all. It's all the way live podcast, baby, every Friday. What it is. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're going to chop this one up. Give y'all just the, just the best bits. But man, do we appreciate y'all. We know. We know. We mm-hmm. have entirely too many options when it comes mm-hmm. to choosing a podcast. Get on. We appreciate you talking with us. We appreciate Get you talking live. Live in the sense that we are celebrating life. Live in the sense that we are celebrating black life. Live in the sense that we are working everything we are talking about. This podcast included. We're working it out in real time. We appreciate you. Thank you. Like that. Peace. Water. We gone.